Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Football Fiends Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Barkley, and across the table from me is my good friend, avid rival, the Evander Holyfield to my Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Chris Calderon. Chris, how you doing, my friend? I would say good, but not so good. Why aren't you good? It was just not a good weekend. Wasn't a good weekend? No, it wasn't a good weekend. It, it actually really wasn't. I mean, it was... It was kind of good in some respects, but for the most part, yeah, this uh, this weekend wasn't great. No. Not at all. Not one bit. At least for me, or for all the Liverpool fans, it wasn't a good weekend. Yeah. Simple. You know what? I really needed you to have a good weekend, too, because uh, you officially shut the door for everybody else by deciding that you didn't want to show up. Anyway, more on that later. So, let's get right to it. Chris. I'm sure since uh, Tuesday, a lot has happened. A lot. A lot of stuff has gone on. Talk about the biggest game on uh, Wednesday, the day after we recorded. How'd your team do that weekend or that day, Wednesday? I'll give you a uh, hint. You played Brighton. Uh, again, not so good. <laughs> not so good. Brighton. Out of all the teams, you know, we've lost to the bottom three teams, honestly. And I don't know how I feel about it. I, actually, I do know how I feel about it. It feels bad. I can tell you, I can tell you how you're supposed to feel about it. No. Well, I mean, for a guy that lost against Burnley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, yeah, so see, you I can know tell exactly me. how you felt it's supposed to feel. Yeah, you know, but you guys also no, we lost to Sheffield. You lost to Burnley. Oh, okay. I mean, what was the difference? Sheffield, Burnley, you've West lost Brom. You've lost to two teams below uh, below the fifteenth place, and we've only lost to one. So just gonna put that out there. <laughs> just gonna put that one out there. All right. I, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It was just not good. I mean, I knew I knew he was going to do like a rotation because we were going to save up players. But I don't think that was a good rotation. Who did you guys start that day? I don't remember. Who did you rotate out? Did you rotate anybody out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I... Well, I mean, Miller got the start. And uh, Shakiri, oh, that's right, you didn't have Sané playing. Yep. That was a big thing, too, is that you guys were trying to get him rest. Maybe that's why you guys lost. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you rely on somebody that much, a guy that makes a difference. I mean, I'm not saying Mo Salah doesn't make a difference. He does make a difference, but he's trying to do the rotation. And, I mean, he basically started... With the starting 11. Firmino, Sala, Alcantara, Rinaldo, Alexander Trent, Robbie. He just basically started with a starting 11. Mm-hmm. So, but clearly it didn't work. No, it didn't. It at best. all. At all. So yeah, Liverpool ends up losing 0-1 uh, to one at home. It's your second straight home loss. Just going to put that one out there. That, that was your second straight home loss. 
Next game that happened that day, West Ham versus Villa. The only reason I want to talk about that is because... Uh, so United decided to finally loan out Jesse Lingard, get that 120k a week um, wage off our back for at least a little while. Sent him over to uh, West Ham. And what does what does Jesse Lingard decide he wants to do? Oh yeah, he wants to remember how to play fucking soccer. Puts yeah. in two goals against Villa. <laughs> but it's Villa. Yeah, but still Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Dude, I was watching. I was watching him play, and he looked like Bruno fucking Fernandez out there. Well, what the shit? Him, where was this? Where was this like six months ago? They call him Lingardinho. No, they don't. No, they fucking don't. <laughs> they, you need to shut your goddamn mouth. God, I was so fucking mad. <laughs> fucking, he le- he leaves, and suddenly he's like, "Oh wait, now I want to play." You know but, what? Go fuck yourself, Jesse. But did you see like his face? When when they loaned him out, yeah, a face of disappointment. Yeah, he was mad. He was mad. He was playing angry, and he wanted to prove you know everybody wrong. He was playing angry, but that's just. I'm sorry. When he was when he's in the United squad, he wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. Wasn't there another guy, Memphis Depay? Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Exactly, and then he goes off to fucking back to Holland or some shit, right? Uh, I or think France. he went to France. Yeah, to and he, home. Yeah, and he fucking starts destroying. Destroying teams. It's like we brought him in from we brought him in from the Dutch league. That was what it was. Right. We bought him from like PSV. Yeah. Memphis. We bought him from PSV, and he was supposed to be destroying people, and he wasn't. And then we shipped him off, and suddenly he's good. It's just pressure. Why aren't these guys fucking playing for a team like United? Pressure. And it's United. I have. I had hope. I Jesse Lingard was honestly one of my favorite players. When he was like two years ago, before he started going through all of his like you know a little bit of trouble, like I know last season he was, it was a little bit rough for him because his mom was sick and he was catching a lot of flack from guys, so he was you know maybe having a bit of trouble then. But it's like why, why now? Why pick it up now? Was this just like the perfect wake up wake up call for him? Yeah, I I think a lot of players have that moment that that wake up call. Like, you got to get your shit together or you're not going to play for a big club. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Not Nasri? Not Nasri? Nasri, yeah. Same thing. Phenomenal player. Played in big clubs. He went to shit. Yeah. Shit. Crazy, crazy. So, I think that's what it is. This is like a wake-up call to some. To some. Not all. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesse Linger... It was a wake-up call for him. It just fucking pisses me off. All right, another big thing that happened on Wednesday, actually, one of the more exciting things that happened, was uh, Copa del Rey matches. Copa del Rey. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but Barcelona played Granada. Yes. Going into the 88th minute, Granada was up 2 nothing. 88th? 88th minute. minute. Barca's down 2. Griezmann, and Antoine Griezmann ends up scoring in the 88th. And Jordi Alba scores at 90 plus two. Two minutes into stoppage time. They come back and tie it up. And go extra time. And go extra time. It ends up being 3-3 at halfway through extra time, minute 105. And then Barca, of course, turns it on. And the last 15 minutes put it in two goals. Frankie de Jong. Yep. And Jordi Alba again. Yep. So 
Which you know that's you know, that's what Barca does. I just I just thought it was funny that you know a team like Granada, yeah, even Barcelona will like have to fucking turn it on. Yeah. And realistically, like I looked at the stats, and Barcelona really only played from like the 80th minute on <laughs> the the last 40 minutes of the game. Barcelona played. The and rest of the time, they were getting fucking diced by Granada. And it sucks that they go in overconfident. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing the side that they're playing, and then all of a sudden they want to play. Yeah. And then, Fucking... yeah, without a Leo Messi. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, that uh, that right there fucked up my bets for the week. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Barcelona, for deciding that you want to take it to extra time. <sighs> That's Barcelona for you. Fucking god, damn That's it! Them. This is why I don't bet on the Spanish league, bro. This is why. This is why I only bet EPL. I can't. I bet on like I'll bet on like Juve and they'll fuck me. PSG and they'll fuck me. Like, they're like, oh no, we, hey, we're man, on a fourteen that's... game win streak. But you know what? This game that Chris bet, we're just gonna tie it, or we're gonna lose. We're gonna take a one nil loss. And you're like, God, fucking damn it. Yeah, and that's what's. I mean, that's what it is with the Spanish league. I mean, sometimes it's just so predictable. Because of the team that they're playing against. But then they do crap like this. And then you're just like, what the hell just happened? God fucking damn it. But that's how it is. Yeah. So. Anyway, Barca did what they were supposed to in the end. End up advancing in Copa del Rey. I don't know who they're going to face next. But um, hopefully it's somebody that will knock them out of the cup. Because they deserve to lose after that shit. All right. <laughs> so on to the weekend games. Saturday. Um... Oh, the big oh, game of the, the day. Uh, no, 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 oh. no. Wait. Ashton Villa and Arsenal? We'll talk about that one. <laughs> hey, you want to hear another joke? Arsenal. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Fuck you, Gunners. <laughs> so that day. Okay, we can start with that. We can start with that. Okay. Ashton okay. Villa. Ashton Villa. <laughs> One, Arsenal, big fat goose egg, my friend. Zero. Arsenal decided they did not want to show up. Even though Arsenal actually had like 67% possession. It doesn't matter, though. I mean, look at the scoreline. Yeah. That's what counts. Well, and that's the thing, too, is they may have had 67% possession, but Aston Villa had 12 shots. Arsenal had 14. You know? Yeah. But Arsenal may have had Arsenal had 522 accurate passes. Villa had 232. It's like, okay, you can have as many passes as you want. You can have whatever possession you want. But if you're literally giving up as many shots as you're taking, it's probably not going to end well. I don't know if you know how this works, but uh, if if you have seven shots in a row and then you give the other team seven shots in a row, more than likely these guys are professional they're probably going to stab you with it. Biggest thing, too, was it was actually only 1-0 in the second minute. Yeah. The second fucking the- minute, and Arsenal <laughs> Arsenal never came back. Man, they had basically 90 minutes to try to win the game. And they fucking couldn't pull it out. Like, wow. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I, you think, I think a revamp of the whole team would be good. Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's a team that they don't know 
They don't know what's football anymore. They, they lost it. They lost they it. They lost it. You, you, you don't have the consistency that you've been needing the entire season. And no. that's why they don't fucking deserve... But they don't deserve to be in. They're, they're, they're top of the table, though. They are 10th. No, I'm sorry. They're 11th now. Yes. Right? The top of the 11th. Yes. They're 11th place. And actually, um, it's possible... They could maybe... It's still possible for them to be in the relegation zone. Depending on how Fulham and West Brom finish out the rest of the season, they could actually catch up. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt they, it. They are, they are not far enough ahead of anybody below that they, they're even close to safe with fifteen games to go in the season. Oh yeah, it's a possibility. It's a, it's a real. I mean, possibility. since City already won the league, now we just got to pray that Arsenal gets relegated and it's a good season, right? Yeah. <laughs> That would be a great season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Arsenal. <laughs> they, David Luiz needs to leave. Ambuyaeng. It seems like he can't score. He's lost it. He has but lost he's it. He's been distracted. You know, I'll give him that. But he, he's just, he isn't what he was. He's not the golden boot winner that he was last year. Which was pretty much the only reason why Arsenal ended up in the position they were in then. Was the fact that Aubameyang had, what, 20 goals last season? 22? Yeah. But you, if they get relegated, that will be their first time yep. in their history mm-hmm. to get relegated. It's still very far off, but there's still a possibility. Right. But, you know, it's, it's the teams that haven't gotten relegated is Manchester United... Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, Everton, and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Only teams that have never gone down. Yep. So it will be a shocker if Arsenal go down. I'm just hoping they end up with like their historically like worst place ever and end up at like 17th. End up below Burnley and I would fucking <laughs> die. I think if they were to get 17th place... We will talk for about that for many years. That would, yeah, yeah, for many, many years. I wouldn't let it go. Fuck it. No way. That'd be great. No way. <laughs> it, it's like, like I, like uh, the Argentina uh, league. River, they got relegated for the first time in their history, and their rival team just never left it alone, and still to this day. Will still bug them. You never let it go, man. Never let it you go. You never let that go. Never. So there's a there's a famous saying. I don't remember who said it, but if you give an Englishman a choice between his success and your failure, he will pick your failure 100 percent of the time. <laughs> and I'm about that life. I am 100 percent about that life. Yeah, I mean that's Arsenal, though. I mean, for all you Arsenal fans, and you still wear their colors. Good for you, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I, mean, know. I, mean, I don't know. It was probably hard for you to wear a Liverpool jersey there for a I while. will always wear a Liverpool jersey until the day I die. Simple. Liverpool until I die. I hope that's soon. Uh, what? <laughs> um, other big match that happened on Saturday. We're going to have to talk about it. Manchester <laughs> United 3. <laughs> Everton, three. Oh, my gosh. Manchester United was up 
Everton came back and tied it up 2-2. United goes up 3-2 thanks to a 70-minute strike from Scott McTominay, Scotty McSauce. It just couldn't hold and on to that lead. And then they add in four minutes. Couldn't hold on to the. Hey, and that reminds the, me of a team that used to do that, and it's my team. <laughs> but that's okay. It happened to you guys. So. <laughs> and then, oh my God, ninetieth minute, Axel Twanzebe, who had just been put on, they pulled Mason Greenwood out. They put out Axel Twanzebe. He decides that he wants to get a yellow card while trying to stop a break over on the left side of the field. Right. Free kick to Everton. I don't remember who put it in, but somebody put a ball from the free kick into the box. There was some uh, sketchy-looking handling of the ball. Everything and somehow it ended up on Dominic Calvert-Lewin's foot, who slotted it in past David De Gea. Anything that goes against United is sketchy. United tonight. 3, Everton 3, final kick of the game. <laughs> I just... I, want, I, I turned off the TV and I sat there in silence for the next five minutes. I... Considered suicide. <laughs> Thought had had cropped up somewhere, but oh, so man. my biggest problem was like so no the ball comes in, ball comes in from the free kick right right and it looks like uh, Michael Keane kind of like chests it, but the way it chests it is it hit his left pec rolled across his chest, then hit like what should have been it looked like the ball might have rolled down. But it kind of looked like he batted it with his hand down to his feet, which then bounced to Calvert-Lewin, who slotted it home. Now, I'm just going to put that one out there. That was kind of bullshit. I thought it was a handball. Ref didn't say it. But at the same time, Axel Tuanzebe never needs to play in a fucking United jersey ever again. I don't... That guy has caused so many fucking problems for our back line whenever he starts that it's fucking... He's a disaster. He's a goddamn disaster. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm sorry. You're, you're just... I don't know if you're just not getting enough experience or what, but he needs to be the fuck out of there. And at the same time, David De Gea, I would blame him for the goal The goal as well. Uh, which one? Both. Uh, the last two. The final two that they scored. I will blame him for, for both. The first one that he let in, the, the, the second goal that Everton scored, was just a fucking awful handling by him. Right. That's the one that was coming in as a cross, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it looked like he was too scared to like fucking stop it. He was too scared to go out and grab it. And then it ends up falling for, I don't remember who, and that guy fucking finishes it. And I'm just wanting to punch the TV at that point. But I was like, it's all right. It's only halftime. We'll be all right. And then on the, the last goal... Instead of playing the game and focusing on the game, the ball comes in and it gets it hits Michael Keane. And instead of, I don't know, maybe trying to get in position and stop any shots or try and go out and get the ball, David De Gea is putting his hand up for offside. Yeah. If you watch the replay, he's sitting there with his hand up for offside. 
How about you stop the goddamn ball, grab the fucking ball, and then worry about offside? Yeah? So angry. It, it, fucking, it makes me so fucking mad. Like, he's the highest paid keeper in the fucking world, and this is the shit we're dealing with? So angry. This is the shit we're dealing with. Like, there's a reason why I want Dean Henderson as my fucking starting keeper. Wow. David De Gea has lost his fucking balls. That guy will not... Dane Henderson has no problem diving a guy's feet, you know, tackling a player, taking a kick to the face in order to stop a ball. David De Gea is making career decisions with every save he makes. So he's like, angry. he's like, do I do I go in and do I do I go and stop this ball? Oh no, no, I don't because I might get kicked and I might get injured and then I'll lose my fucking four hundred k a week. Wow. Yeah. So much anger. It just it frustrates me. David De Gea so was one of the anger. best keepers in the fucking world, and this is the shit we're dealing with right now. <laughs> like, I want I I I cringe whenever I see David De Gea in posts now. When I see David De Gea in Gates, I'm like, why? The guy's confidence is shot. It's he's fuck. They're fucking. His nerves are shot. He has no more. He has no stones anymore. He's Maybe. not willing to make the hard tackle. He's not willing to make. A, you know, he'll be, he'll make a diving save if he has to. But as long as there's no other players around, and he might not run into him. Well, maybe he's. Maybe he doesn't want to play for United anymore. But that that's the bad thing, rate. though. If he's letting those goals in, no other big club is gonna want him. Yeah, that's exactly why it makes no sense when players play bad for that. Oh yeah! By the way, that uh, yeah, the second goal that United scored by Bruno Fernandez was a fucking worldie, and people need to put some respect on his name. No, he tried to say that was a that was a no. fucking that was a fucking worldie. Those who didn't watch, he was outside the box on his right foot. He stopped, was looking for a cross, and noticed that uh, was it Pickford was off his line. Yeah, and just fucking chipped it, top corner, bam. Probably 25 yards. But he tried to celebrate like if he was Eric Cantona. Mm, no. See, that's the thing. A lot of guys... So, the United Twitter... See? See? Fucking soft. <laughs> well, so, the United Twitter was trying to like make comparisons between that and that goal that Fernandez scored and Eric Cantona's famous goal. And I was like, they're not the same. Oh, no. They're not the same. If, if people can see me right now, Eric Cantona is like above, and then Bruno Fernandez is like the floor. Well, I mean, compared to Eric Cantona, yeah. Yeah. So Eric Cantona's no fucking comparison. god. But give Bruno Fernandez time, maybe he'll be Eric Cantona level. But mm. you can't, just because it ended up in the same slot from the same distance doesn't make it, you know. Yeah, no, I but, get it. But, but no, so that's that's where I think you know. Okay, we need to back it up a little bit. Yeah. We don't need to compare him to one of the most historic United goals of all time, or one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Give him time. Let if he's got to build a pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. But well, so anyway, well, the that goal though, the first goal, I can kind of see why. Like the hair, kind of. Maybe he mis. I think he misread it, cause it looked like it was. Uh, maybe not. Never mind. See, it was soft, man. It was just. It was. It mistake. was. It was a terrible fucking mistake. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I was. 
I was trying to defend let, the hair. Let's, but no, let let's... me block this crossover and literally put it in the only fucking place you shouldn't put the ball. Right what at the six-yard box. Yep. While I'm laying down. Like, it, it's the stupidest fucking... It was the worst. But... So anyway, that was my rant. United 3, Everton 3. That's good. That's okay. I mean... We move on. I mean, there was still hope to win the league at that point. Yeah, there was still a chance. I mean, as long as it wasn't... You know what? I'll still take a draw over a loss. As long as we keep gaining points, I'm cool with it. But that was two more points we should have had. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it was a good game. At least I thought it was. It was actually a very fun game. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. Cavani scored... He scored a header, that header. I haven't seen anybody score a header like that in a while. So, I mean. That's why we brought him in. We have nobody that scores headers anymore except for Edson Cavani. Yeah. Well, and, and McTominay, put, he scored a header. Yeah. But I guess it's it's just different. Only because I, ha- I just haven't seen that. Yeah. Like, I, has, I haven't seen that in a while. Mm-hmm. So, good for him, I guess. Cavani. Hey, matador, I, I like it. Uh, so on to Sunday's games, where the biggest matchup, Chelsea 2, Sheffield 1. Just kidding. We are going to talk about it. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> so Sunday, before the Super Bowl, my co-host says that he's going to come over and we're going to get breakfast burritos and we're going to watch the... Uh, Liverpool Man City game. And um, my co host had left by the 76th minute. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand the pain that I was going through. I was going in this game so hopeful, thinking that we were going to win. Really, like, hell yeah. We're going to demolish them. We're going to make them our bitch. Final score. Way around. Final score. Liverpool 1. Man City 4. Man City comes in and absolutely slaughters Liverpool at Anfield. Fucking embarrasses them, actually. So, I actually have a question, though. So, they gave Salah that penalty, right? The one goal that Liverpool (laughs) scored was Salah's penalty. Right. Did... They pulled him. It was um, Ruiz, right? Ruben, Ruben. No, sorry, Ruben Diaz was the one that got the card for it. He was the one that pulled Mo Salah down to give him the penalty. My question is, should that have been a straight red card? Because it was a clear denial of a goal scoring opportunity. That's why they gave him the penalty, right? Right. Which is an instant red. Should be. Should be. Right. Yeah, it should be. Because but, because Ruben Diaz was the last defender and Mo Salah was getting past him and Ruben Diaz, you know, pulled him down. Which, I mean, let, let's be honest, we all saw the, you know, it was it was it was made a meal of by Mo Salah. Let's let's be honest. Um, what are you talking about? He made a bit more of it than it probably was, but <laughs> what are you talking about? It was a clear. <laughs> <laughs> Clear B K. Look at that. It's just 
He just grabs him. See, He's that, only, that, hey. that right there. And with him being the last defender and grabbing see, come come on. Hey, you know <laughs> You know you know when when they would do that kind of thing, like back in the Hispanic league with, with the friends that I used to play, they used to say, Oh, he wants my t shirt. So he just wanted Mo Salah's t shirt. Yeah. Well. That bad. <laughs> That he was, yeah. I mean, come on. But so my my thing is is that sh- is if it was for the pull down and it was a clear denial of a goal scoring opportunity, that should have been a red card. Should have. It just some of the rules are very interesting sometimes, only because I don't know if you remember. Uh, you you do remember when Madrid played United in a Champions League game? Nani went up with that high kick, straight red. Mm-hmm. Following week, or, or yeah, the following week, I think it was, they went to Bernabeu. Benzema did the same thing. Mm-hmm. No card. No card. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends, I guess, on the referee. Yeah. If that was Mike Dean, straight red. Yeah. Well, yeah. Straight red. Well, I mean, so, we're going to talk a little bit about, about Mike Dean later. <laughs> yeah, um, but to answer your question, it's always like a 50 50. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about the game at all? You guys look like shit. Either, no, I actually wouldn't say you guys look like shit. I think City just looked incredible. No, no. They did not look incredible. If you're a City fan and you think you played phenomenal, you get... You, no. Well, there are no City fans. That's why it's called the empty head. No. See, that's why this <laughs> season was a bit of an unfair you know, advantage to Man City because they're used to playing in front of no fans. Um, uh, true. Yeah. True. Uh, but, no, they, I don't think they played phenomenal. Fuck no. Hell no. No, they straight up dominated you. But, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do what you do. We had no players. All our players are injured. Klopp decides to loan out Minamino. And Minamino scores. And he scored this weekend. Yeah. Can you believe that shit? I'm telling you, man. Minamino would have been a phenomenal player for Liverpool. Still could be because he's on loan. But we had no players. So, yeah. So, City just sucks. So they can all go suck a dick. Result, suck a dick. Result. Suck a dick. All those City fans and all the City players can go suck a big one. The owner of Manchester City... Can go back to his country and dig up more oil. And that's it. I mean, that's as far as you're going to get. That's it. You're not going to win a Champions League. Well, They're never going to win one. I don't care what you say. No amount of money is going to win them the Champions League. Unfortunately, the treble is still on play no, for them. Right still. Now. I don't care. But, nope. So, so City anyway, can go suck a dick. So, anyway, after that loss... Liverpool is now the first team to lose three home matches in a row the year after winning a title. The first one in history. Lose three games. Hey, but we made it in the history books. <laughs> For the wrong reason, I don't think but we're there. You don't want that kind of history. That's like what Mikel Arteta has been doing. Um, <laughs> like City, Tottenham and with that doing. win, City now matched the longest winning streak in the EPL history at 14. If they win this weekend, which they probably fucking will, they'll have broken the record. Yeah, Um, they're in line to win what? That quadruple, the Carabao Cup, the League, the Champions League, the FA Cup. They're still active in the Champions League. They're 
Yeah, by the way, congratulations, City, on winning the fucking league. At this point, nobody's catching you. I don't like, think so either. United, we needed the three points this weekend. We needed Liverpool to at least fucking show up and do something. And what do they do? We get a dive from Mo Salah, and they give up four. Like, That's okay. Congratulations, City, on winning the fucking league. Good job. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, see, you're not that's gonna, what I was saying. You're not going to win but the was, Champions League, and you're going to lose in the fucking FA Cup, so you guys aren't going to win a treble. That's yeah. all I care about. Anyway. <laughs> they can go suck a dick. The other other big game, <laughs> other big game from this weekend. A lot of, a lot of things caused headlines. Um, Fulham nil, West Ham nil. Now I know you're probably wondering why the fuck we're talking about this. But a pretty significant thing happened. West Ham, West Ham's Thomas Suchek ended up getting a red card in the 97th minute. Now, if you go and you look it up and look at the replay, it literally looks like Thomas Suchek is just trying to move his arms out of the way because he's got a vil- he's got a Fulham player basically giving him yeah. a bear hug. Yeah, and Suchek's just trying to open himself up because he's over in the uh, over in the Fulham box waiting on a free kick. He's just moving his hands. And as he moves his hand, he barely grazes the other guy with his elbow. And the guy goes down like he just got shot by a sniper. He does. He does. Mike Dean comes over. Straight red card. Mike Dean. Straight red card. Kicks him out of the game. Now, recently, on Monday, I believe, the FA said that his red card would be appealed. Nice. Would be repealed and his... uh, it ended up being uh, suspended, or the suspension ended up getting canceled. So Suchek is now available to play. No suspension. I think the biggest problem that came out of this, Mike Dean actually ended up getting fucking death threats. From the West Ham fans? From, full, from West Ham fans, oh, yeah. Or sorry, West, Ham, uh, West Ham fans. Yeah, West Ham ended fans, up, right? Ended up... Threatening him and his family's lives. Like, he got shit in the mail. He got fucking emails. He got shit all over. Do they think- Can I just fucking say that anybody that threatens somebody's life is an absolute fucking scumbag piece of shit? Yeah, I think so. And you so. need to grow the fuck up? Yeah. Like, you need a fucking serious reality check, you fucking pieces of shit. Like, he, he was so shaken that he's actually... He refed the FA Cup this week, but he's not going to be refing the EPL next weekend. Oh, really? He will not be refing the EPL this weekend, this coming Saturday. Because he's basically afraid for his life. Because you've got a bunch of fucking scumbag, scumbag West Ham fans threatening him. They think they're like in the Green Street hooligan movies. Yeah. It's like, you fucking pieces of shit. You guys need to go fucking die. That's what I think. I think so, too. You guys cannot be fucking serious. So, you know, I'm... And look, here's the thing. Refs get shit wrong all the time. Yeah. All the time. You can't tell me that any ref has made every single decision perfectly. No. Well, there's one... We all consider him a legend... I forget his name. I think he's from Germany. Oh, well, that dude was fucking terrifying. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. He gets in people's faces. But even then, I'm pretty sure that guy got plenty of shit wrong. 
Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, I really hope that Mike Dean comes out all right. Because, look, Mike Dean actually is probably one of my favorite refs. He is my favorite ref. He, he, he's, he is. he's fun. He's energetic. You know, he likes to banter back and forth with players. You know, he has a personality. Yeah. And so like, why would you guys... I just... It fucking... It pisses me off, dude. Like, why would you fucking threaten this man's life over a fucking football game? Look, I'm sorry, you know, West Ham, but you're still above Fulham at the end of this. West Ham, you're not going to get European football. The result of this match doesn't fucking matter. You're not going to get relegated. You're going to be fine. Like, why are you fucking threatening a guy over some shit like this? Yeah. When it, when when things like that happen, it does ruin the game. It ruins the name, the beautiful game. It's like it's like after a like, couple weeks ago, Marcus Rashford and Axel Swanzebe were getting, like, racial abuse yeah. on social media. Yeah, I... And it's like it's because like they missed one Rashford missed an open open goal and Tuan Zabe got a bad penalty. It's like you fucking scumbags need to realize that like this is they're fucking humans. Yeah, they're fucking humans. Like let that shit go, and especially the racial abuse shit. Yeah, like you've got to be fucking kidding me. What is this the fucking sixteen hundreds? Yeah, I, the all that racial stuff. Yeah, I'm always against it. I always get well, upset when yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's just so frustrating. And like again, it just ruins the game. Yeah. You know, everybody else is having fun. Like me and you, we watch the games on TV, we have fun. And then all of a sudden like they walk out because they're getting racially abused. Yeah. You know, and it ruins the game. It completely ruins the game. That's why in a way I think having no fans right now because of the pandemic, it's okay in a way. Because then they don't have to hear it, but we still got social media. I say that's the biggest Where problem, though. Is, you know, they log on. To, yeah, they log on to Twitter. They log on to you know, Instagram, and under their fucking page, all they see is you know, UN word. You you know, you yeah. black whatever. Yeah. It's like you've got to be fucking kidding me. People, For those you, keyboard fucking warriors, guys, get a yeah. fucking life, you fucking scumbags. For those that do that, I mean, do something else with your life. Yeah, you know, it's just. How about you just fucking move on? Get a second job. Do something. Get a fucking girlfriend. Oh, wait. Nobody's <laughs> going to date you because you're a racist piece of shit. Unless they did another racist piece of shit. I mean, yeah, in which case, I hope you, of shit. In that case, I wish you both fucking die. <laughs> yeah. I hope Mike Dean comes so, and stabs you to death. Yeah. I know. It just ruins but, the game. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I blame VAR for that. You know, that VAR. I don't like it. Because look, it makes bar for that. because he, look, he he was probably just gonna let it go, but then it's telling him in his ear like, "Hey, go check out the video." And he I saw think, it like five thousand times. It was probably at that point too. He was like, "Well, this game's already over because it's the ninety fourth minute when he got, when he, yeah. it was called." And it's like, "Well, this game's over. Nobody's gonna score." Like, if I give this guy a red card now, That's it'll get overturned for something, or if you know. The FA decides there's some kind of malicious intent. I ba- I basically think that he was letting the FA make the decision. I think so. He put it out there and he was like, "Look, either Suchek's going to get suspended or he's not." Yeah. I mean, because basically after that red card, he blew the final whistle. Yeah. That's okay, why in that's a way the, I think that's he should have just like. Yeah, he should have just let the game play on. Yeah. Know? Because then after that, he got the who did he hit? 
I don't even know his name, but he got up real quick. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, it's okay. You know, let's just, then they try to keep going. And then they're just like, yeah, go check VAR. It's stupid. I think so. Yeah, but it, like I said, it's stupid that the VAR has the ability to tell the center ref to go do something, but not, you know, he can't say, no, there's nothing there. He actually has to waste his time and go over and see, oh, look, he barely got grazed, but there is an elbow to the face. That's why I, I think we'll VAR. And see, look, where, see where VAR's cutting it? Yeah. But they don't show the whole thing. They don't show him basically getting bear hugged and moving no. around and then kind of lifting his arm up. Yeah. And then... Oh shit! I hit him in the eye. Yeah. My bad. Like, yeah. I mean, Bar makes it look a lot worse. Yeah, and once again, the dude goes was. down like he got shot by a fucking sniper. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, anything to try to win a game or mm, tie a game. Get I, the get fuck out. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But fucking, that was a shit call. So. So anyway, that's what I gotta say, Mike Dean. Look, man, I'm on your side. Me too. You know. You fucking scumbag West Ham fans, go back to East London, stay there, never fucking crawl out of your goddamn holes ever again. They're uh, just angry because they can't win anything. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, Sunderland fans. They also have, they also have David Moyes as a coach. I can understand why they would be driven mad. That's true. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you went through that experience. As a, as a man who had David Moyes as a coach, I completely understand anger under him. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was this weekend's games. A um, couple really good ones. Guess, uh, I guess we'll move on to the FA Cup that happened this week. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, Bournemouth beats Burnley yesterday, Tuesday, 2-0. Uh, they're now pretty much the only non-EPL side still in the tournament. Good for them. They are now through to the fifth round, the quarters, as a, as a championship side, which is pretty impressive. But they were in the EPL last year, so it doesn't really shock me. And that's what happens when you play Burnley. You have a chance. <laughs> um, today, or uh, yesterday, United beat West Ham 1-0 in extra time. They went to extra time. Bro, West, West Ham sat with ten guys behind the ball the entire game. So they, they had, had one dude. They had one dude up front and nine dudes just sitting in the fucking eighteen the entire game. It was pissing me off. Like I can't even like imagine if you're going to shoot at a goal, and then there's just nine guys literally standing on the line waiting for you to shoot. Hmm. That reminds me of a team that was doing that. Liverpool? Yeah, you guys used no. to do that all the time. United. But yeah, so yeah. that's the thing. Is it like but at least at United. least they had a fucking movement. Who? United. At least they yeah. had some kind of movement. Literally there okay. were guys going out to like, you know, <laughs> kind of play. These guys literally <laughs> sat with eighteen du- or with ten dudes in the fucking box the entire time. But it didn't matter. Scotty McSauce, nice and easy, slipped one through, 107th minute. We move on. Scotty McSauce. I love that man. Scott McTominay now has seven goals this season in the United camp for the United campaign. He has now matched his career goal total. Who? Scotty McTominay. Oh. He's he had seven goals in his career before this season. He now has seven goals in just this season. He's found his shooting boots. I like it. Anyway, 
Other well, than that, it was actually a pretty fucking boring game because I bet West Ham wasn't doing shit. I bet. Um, well, uh, what's it? Oh, excuse me. Uh, Van de Beek. Yeah, Van de Beek got the start. I, just, yeah, but I, I guess he's struggling. He's, he's he's not quite catching on. Which I mean, give him time. You know, he's young, and we put him in the Bruno Fernandez role. Which, let's be honest. Only one guy can play the Bruno Fernandez role, and that's yeah. Bruno Fernandez. But I think he was—he looked lost for the first forty-five minutes. Dunny, he got like I think he had maybe thirteen total touches the whole game. He was—it was almost too like he wasn't playing a center mid. It was almost like he was trying to play a forward, like an attacking, an attacking, an attacking mid. Not not even an attacking mid, like an actual like center forward. Oh. Like he like he was playing behind the striker. Oh, it was weird. He was playing behind uh, Kamani, and it was like it, it it just wasn't what we needed. So we had a massive hole in our mids because we had nobody in that center. I see. I mean, there's a there's a picture of him circulating around. You know that expression that he has being like subbed off. I mean that that expression kind of says it all. You know, he, like he is. He wants to play, but when he gets out there, he isn't quite sure of his job. Yeah, he's lost. And it's like we'll give him some more time, I and mean, we just got him. Yeah, we'll let him kind of like acclimate a little bit more. But I think he's more going to end up being the replacement for Pogba when we sell Pogba in the off season. I don't think who's going to buy him. I don't know. Somebody is. We're gonna we're gonna put out. Feelers, we're probably gonna sell Pogba. Pogba wants to leave. He should go. He should go to the MLS. <laughs> he might. Um, I mean, if, he got injured. on how much Toronto is willing to pay. But he um, got injured from making a pass. I mean, ow, a pass. I mean, wow. Virgil Van Dyke hurt his groin while making a move. A move. He's making a move. Not that a means pass. he just stepped wrong. He just needs Virgil Van Dyke's a pussy. Pogba is. <laughs> we can go. We can go back and forth. Though, yeah, we can. So, yeah. <laughs> but but I think Van de Beek's going to end up being that left. You know, the guy that kind of rotates around the attacking positions. That's kind of what he needs to do. I don't think he's more of a central guy, like we're like we're looking on. We our center guy is always the ball distributor. Yeah. And I think he hasn't quite figured out that he needs to be, like stay in a central position. And I'm also worried about his work rate too, because you'll see like if we turn the ball over in the opposing half, Bruno's fucking chasing it around the field, like chasing guys down as they're passing it back and forth. Yeah, I didn't Van see Beek. any of that of Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek yeah. Van Beek just rolled back into his position. It's like, no, dude, you're supposed to be a dog on that fucking ball and yeah. following that thing everywhere it goes. And yeah, he didn't... center mid playing like that center mid- midfield role, it's tough. It's uh, You're basically it's, the brain, the heart, and the lungs. You're, you're the, the general of the squad. Yeah. You're the general of the attack as well as organizing the defense. Like, yep. It's almost like why that role should be captain at all times. Yeah. But, you know, Van de Beek, I don't think he's got that leadership role down yet. He doesn't quite understand that he has to be everywhere. That he has to be that nerve that ignites yeah. the whole system. 
Yeah, because a central midfielder will, you have to do everything. Yeah. Your wing, your forward, your defender. You know, you just. And it looked like the entire time he was just more worried about, I'm going to stay up top and try and score. Which I don't know if that was what Ole told him to do. Maybe. But, I mean, at, at the same time, we're running a, a 4-2-3-1, which, you know, and he was playing right there in the middle. So he should have been more centralized. Right. I don't know. We'll see what Donnie does. I'm actually excited to see what he ends up doing because I like him. I mean, when we, when we first brought him in, he ended up getting a goal and an assist in his first game. So we see what he can do when he's on his A game. It's just a matter of whether or not we can oh get him can on his it. A game. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, that's just my thoughts on Donnie. But I was excited to see him get some game time. Who I really wanted to see play was uh, Ahmad Diallo. Really wanted to see that guy get some game time. Did he? I mean, we mu- we just brought him. No, that was fucking so stupid. Be so mad. <laughs> so we brought him up. We just bought him, obviously, recently. And um, we just brought him in. And I was really hoping that we were going to get to see him in action because he's been dominating the U23s. Last game he played for the U23s, he had a goal and three assists against Blackburn. Which, I mean, yeah, it's U23s, but at the same time, if you're still showing out, like, he, he was looking so goddamn natural. And his ability to pick out a pass, like, on a wide-open lane or, like, give out just a perfect assist was fucking impressive. I want to see more of it. I almost wanted to see him play ahead of Mason Greenwood just to see what we had. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We got the win. How old is he? He's uh, 17. Hmm. Wow. 18. 18. 18. I believe Madiolo is 18. He'll get up there. He'll get, he'll get up there. Um, it's just, he, has, he has to compete against all those guys too, though. I mean, it is a hard lineup to break into. I mean, regardless, you know, United suck and everything. It's still kind of hard to break into a sucky team. So. Well, I mean, when you've got a tight-knit team like United is, you've got all those guys together, like... It's going to be hard to break into it. I don't know about a Titan team, but I'm saying a sucky team. You know, a, a team no, that sucks. a tight team. Like, like oh, they're, they're oh, close sorry. together. Oh, I, th- I thought you said like a, like a Titan team. Like I was a, like, what like, are you talking about? Like a Titan? Like yeah. A, yeah. Titan? Yeah. That's, well, I mean, they could be. No. They are. Uh, hey, what we'll place are you guys in the table? Hey, how'd yeah. you guys play in the FA Cup this week? Oh, that's right. You got eliminated by us. Bitch. Hey, um, are you guys uh, playing Champions League? Oh no! No. You guys. Oh, you guys. Well, see, we had to play real teams <laughs> in, the, in the knockout stage, whereas you guys right. got like a free pass in. Oh. And let's be honest: Are you guys going to win the Champions League? We might. We might. Hey, we have nothing else to win right now. I mean, as long as you guys, you know, win your away legs, because we all know that you're going to lose your home leg. No, no, we won't. Yeah. It's a time of change. As in, like, in the Liverpool Champions goes League. further down. Um, <laughs> so, where are you watching the game again? Thing in the, uh, oh, at home. Yeah, so are you guys. No, no. We're in the Champions League. Yeah, no one cares. I care. Yeah, no one cares. Again, coming from a guy that's going to watch his team. Uh, oh, wow. oh, you can't even watch them practice. Oh, never mind. Never mind. It's just a shit team that's 
staying at home. That's interesting. That's what are cool. you what are you mumbling about right now? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you going that, uh, on about right now? That we're in the Champions League and you guys are not? Oh, that's your main point? Yeah. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. Again, uh, so, coming from a United fan. Other games that happened. We're in the FA Cup. <laughs> other what are games you in the FA Cup. <laughs> Leicester win uh, 1-0 in extra time today. They beat, uh, oh God, who'd they just play? Who did they just play today, Chris? Brighton. Brighton. They played Brighton. Brighton was fucking... They were actually really good today. And Leicester, Leicester looked okay, but it was just an absolutely, like... It was a defensive struggle, both sides, I want to say. Like, it was like no defense was giving anything up. They were actually really fighting for it. And then Brighton ended up shutting off for literally a half a second in the 94th minute. And Son put in a fucking beautiful, or not Son, um, Madison. Madison put in a beautiful ball in the back post, and Ian Nacho fucking headed it in wide open. The Brighton defense had completely missed him. And he just headed it in, basically right at right at the close. Ended up winning one nothing. And that was the kind last of minute. impressive. And last minute. Biggest Maybe thing about this game though, Vardy came back. Jamie oh, Vardy's nice. back in the lineup. Nice. So then Lester's pretty much back at full strength. So they could be a bit of a terror to worry about later on. Crazy how one player makes a taint. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That is cool. Yep. Uh, Sheffield ends up winning 1-0 against uh, Bristol City. Sheffield United advances. Wouldn't it be funny if Sheffield got relegated but won the FA Cup? <laughs> that Could you be funny. Be like, what the fuck is going hey, on here? Imagine they, they win it against City. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Man, that would be the funniest thing ever. Like, yeah, City we got like, relegated, but we, we, beat, we, beat, we beat the APL yeah. champions, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> They're like, can we trade this to stay up? <laughs> just, just handing it back to the FA. Like, right. can, we'll can we give City this to it. you if we get to have twentieth place back? Yeah, <laughs> we'll give it to City. We'll give it, if that's what the people want. We'll give it to City. Simple. That's funny. EPL's like, uh, I don't know who's in seventeenth uh, place. Arsenal. Yeah, we can send them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the best game I think I watched today. Best game I've watched this weekend, this week, was uh, Tottenham-Everton. Everton 5, Tottenham 4. This game was an absolute fucking shootout. Just back and forth. Just back and forth. Back. It was fucking incredible. It was all... Defense was optional. Defense was optional all game. I could see Jose Mourinho having a mental fucking breakdown <laughs> on the sideline, watching him give up four goals to go into extra time. But um, That's crazy. Tottenham ends up scoring in the third minute. Um, Sanchez hit one in, and then um, at halftime, like that—that that was basically the beginning of the floodgates. By halftime, Everton was winning three to two. Three to two. Everton was winning three to two. Um, Tottenham came back after halftime, scored 3-3. Then Rich Arlison scored for Everton, make it 4-3. Then Kane scored in the 83rd minute to make it 4-4. That's basically where it ended. It was good to see Kane back. Clearly he was missed. 
you know. And actually, that was the funny thing was that was Kane's like first opportunity on goal. He touched the ball a couple times. That was like his first time he actually like had an actual opportunity at goal. And he'll, it was like a two yard header, and it's like you know he that's where he makes his money. Yeah. Just just simple two yard headers right at, right at the goal line. Well, maybe now he knows how it feels to score. Maybe he'll do it. Yeah, maybe he'll do it a little more, more often. Yeah. I guess. Well, now that he's not injured anymore, like it's kind of a big boost. Yeah. Um, but then, um, final score ended up being five four uh, after extra time with uh, Bernard scoring for Everton. Everton advances. Jose Mourinho is going to have a fucking meltdown. I really wanted to catch the presser, but I didn't. Um, watching him get a meltdown is fun, always fun. It's always fun watching him like break down. It's he's the best, dude. Yeah, he's the best press conference yeah. ever. Um, the biggest thing though was Everton's uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, their top goal scorer, and uh, it will be their top assister, came off injured during the game. So we'll see what that ends up doing to. Uh, Everton for the rest of the season depends on what they end up looking like. DCLs looked like it was kind of off the ball, so you know those are never any good. No, those are usually the worst kind. Yeah, um, I didn't see what happened to Awobi. I just know that he got pulled out. But um, no, that was a really fun fucking game. <laughs> that was a fun game. But you see, though, this is a team that knows what they're doing. Okay. Tottenham scores in the third minute. They know they have 90 minutes to score goals. Unlike Arsenal. <laughs> that had 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but one could argue they had the same result. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, Everton have their shit together. <laughs> I mean, come on. 1-0 in the third minute, and they come, and they come back. Mm-hmm. It was actually quite impressive for Everton. Who's the who's the fucking manager for Everton? Oh, my God. Not Pochettino. No. Isn't it Ancelotti? There you go. Carlo Ancelotti. He's got that team playing out of their fucking mind right now, and it's actually the way that he's turned them into one of the best teams in the league. Props to him, man. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle that shit. I mean, it's Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, he, he's going to build up a team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I honestly think he's even better than Jose Mourinho, yeah. in my opinion. Well, yeah, he is. So Everybody's better than Jose Mourinho. That's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, that was really it for the FA Cup. Um, there's a couple more matches tomorrow. I think Chelsea plays... And then um, Barnsley. Yeah, Chelsea plays Barnsley and Wolves play tomorrow. Yeah, Southampton. Wolves, Wolves. Southampton. That could be a fun game to watch. Um, we'll probably we'll cover that next week. Uh, okay. Anyway, on to some news. Sad news. Sad news. Georgian Klopp's mom. Mm-hmm. She she passed away. Age of eighty one. Eighty one. Yes. Uh, she was suffering with an illness, and she, I guess that's, that was it, you know. So, I mean, she left this cruel world. Uh, I feel bad for George and Klopp, you know. Well, he's going to go through a rough time. So. Did you hear about that shit? 
He can't attend the funeral? Nope. They're, they, they're not allowing him to leave the country to go to Germany to attend the funeral yes. because of COVID restrictions. Yep. So he's not going to be able to go bury his mom. No. And which, which is the sucky part. You know, that's like this pandemic has ruined so many lives for so many people. Uh, you know, and my condolences to everybody that's lost somebody and, and can't attend that funeral, mm-hmm. you know. So that's um, very sad. Yeah, no, very, I'm, very sad. no, I saw that shit about Jurgen's mom. You know, yeah. thoughts and prayers to you, Jurgen. You know, I actually wonder, like, I wonder how long, like, she's been kind of deteriorating. I don't want to, I don't know if deteriorating is the best kind of word. Yeah. But during the, uh, after the press conference for City, he looked distracted. Yeah. Like, he looked like he was not there at all. Like, yeah. and he was snappy with his, you know, he, he looked like he had absolutely, granted, he just lost 4-1, but he looked even more perturbed than usual. Like, he had yeah. zero interest in giving any kind of analysis on the game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably what's going on. I mean, you know, everybody has a personal life, so you know that's of course going to affect him with everything you know that's his mom you know so yeah he he just he's just distraught about everything you know everything that's going on right now with his mom i mean she i think i think the hardest part is not being able to say goodbye to your mom yeah you know i think that's that's the hardest thing yeah i would be like super heartbroken if I couldn't say do that, you know. So, my condolences. Yeah. Sorry, Jurgen. You know, that sucks. Yep. Thoughts and prayers. Um. A little bit of lighter news. So uh, I saw this recently. Liverpool will now have to pay Fulham ten million euros uh-huh. for Harvey Elliott. So, basically, Harvey Elliott got. Loaned out to Liverpool as a U18 player, I believe. Came out of Fulham's academy, went to Liverpool, played 13 games under Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool last season. He ends up, um, basically since he played that many games, he was going to have to sign a professional contract with Liverpool. But no fee was ever agreed to by Fulham. So they could never agree on a price. When the, when two clubs can't agree on a price in a situation like this, it always goes to a tribunal, and the tribunal decided that for uh, Harvey El- Harvey Elliott's uh, prospects, his talent, and the amount that he played for Liverpool, uh, the tribunal said, determined that they were going to have to pay a records a record ten million dollar signing for a U eighteen player, ten million euro signing. That's cool. I mean, you guys could have just bought him for cheap, but no, you guys were like, we're not going to pay anybody. We're just going to steal players off of other squads because we have no players of our own. <laughs> hey, we like to do that with Southampton. Our academy sucks. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. Who, who, who is coming out of your academy that's starting for you right now? Trent Alexander. From Southampton. Got you thinking, didn't I? You don't even know. Got you thinking, you don't even know. <laughs> I actually don't even know. That could be possible. But, oh, you know, that it's it's just, it's, you know, 
Yeah. Fuck you. Give them money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so it's so funny that you you bring like that whole money thing up. Barcelona. Barcelona are so broke right now that they're not going to play uh Coutinho. Really? Yeah. Coutinho's going to hit a free? Well, so I guess like they have, you know, that contract and whatnot. Philip Coutinho, he is seven games away from... A cap bonus? Yeah. Ah. So they're not going to... They're just not going to play him? He's going to be dropped from the squad? Yep. Wow. Because then they have to pay five million. Holy shit. They're that broke. Yeah. Wow. Barcelona. Barcelona, man. Holy shit, man. That's Barcelona. The almighty Barcelona. I think what it is is just all that money that they're paying Messi. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what it I is. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, you know, teams a lot, like, you know, certain amount of money to, like, wages and transfers. Uh-oh. Whoa. It's my opinion on the matter. Oh, that tastes like carrots. Oh, um, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, gross. But... Like, to think that you would have to train, change your transfer budget to add in, what, $5 million a week for yeah. Messi alone, plus whatever else anybody... Their payroll per week has to be, like, $8 million. Yeah. Most clubs are, like, $3 million, if that. Like, holy shit, man. They are dumping money into his pocket. Oh, yeah. No wonder why Barcelona's broke. Yeah. You know what? And think about it. That's why they haven't made any big fucking transfers. They've nope. only been selling players. They haven't bought anybody. No, because they can't afford it. Because they can't afford it. That's why, in a way, it's a good thing that Messi's leaving. But he's going to leave on a, like, free. Well, it's not like they have a fucking choice. Yeah, nobody's going to buy him. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's going to buy him. Nobody's going to fucking pay the price that they're going to have to, you know, especially since he's going to be leaving on a free anyway, and they're not going to be able to extend him because, God forbid, they have to give him $7 million a week. Yeah. Can you imagine? $7 million a week. Like, that's fucking insane. But, uh, well, that fucking sucks for Coutinho. I'm glad that you're rotting away on a bench somewhere. That sucks. Such a great player. Phenomenal player. Mm, he's kind of a scumbag. Um, uh, uh, big uh, big injury news. Uh, Neymar may be out with an abductor injury that he received from uh, his game against Cannes. Is is it like his sister's birthday sometime soon? No, actually, he looked like he legitimately got hurt. Oh, okay, okay. Some of the, some of the teammates in PSG are like, "Oh no, he's fine." But then, um, who's the coach of Pochettino? Yeah. PSG is like, I'm not quite so sure. So Neymar may be out for the next couple weeks, which means he's going to miss the Champions League leg in the next couple weeks. Good for him. I don't know who PSG's playing in the Champions League, but uh, I hope they fucking dominate him. Nothing made me happier than watching Manchester United beat PSG with uh, Neymar on the sideline on crutches. Oh, that, I was laughing that was the entire time. That was funny. Every time they cut to him and he just saw his face of like, yeah. what is going on? And he's like, yeah, that's what you fucking get, you moron. Yeah. It's PSG and Man City will never win the Champions League. Mm-mm. Simple. That's that's just a given. So that's funny. Oh, PSG has Barcelona on the yeah. 16th. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Barcelona is not playing so well. 
PSG already won the league when when the league started. I mean, it's the French league. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. You know, it, um, so like like this whole Champions League. You know how English like they, let's say anybody that's from England can't really travel. You know, because of the yeah. restrictions. So Liverpool and who is it? Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah. Leipzig. They're gonna play like outside of England. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. So, so yeah. So that's a big thing too. Is um, United plays Real Sociedad in the Europa League. Yeah. But we can't travel to Spain. No. We can't travel to Spain, so we're gonna play in Turin at Juventus's yeah. stadium. Yep. And it's like, but they get to come to us for the return leg. Makes no sense. No. So Real Sociedad is gonna have to travel twice. Any team that's playing an English team is going to have to travel twice. I think it's because they got better control of their own players. Because if, let's say, you know, when other teams go out, maybe they go out and party. Mm -hmm. So with their own players, they're going to be like, no, you got to stay in a hotel for two weeks. Yeah. So that's what it is. Because the same thing, Atletico Madrid is going to Romania. Yeah. You know, so... Pandemic, man. It's it's weird, man. It's, it's gonna it's be a. It, I wonder if they're just gonna like eventually just do a bubble for the Champions League, wait until like the off season. Probably. I guess I guess it'd be a little bit late now, but like yeah. I don't know, like the next round they're just like we're gonna set up like a host city, and then everybody's gonna come in like you know they're gonna wait till the end of like everybody's league is kind of wrapped up, and then everybody goes into the bubble. Well, and then the it Euros starts, are, and then it starts up. The Euros is coming up. Yeah, but. I, have they're they, still going ahead with are they it. Still going, that's right, they are, aren't they? So, I mean, you got the English national side. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, good point. Well, the French side, you know, like... That's you, what I'm yeah, saying. Who's, who's going to win? Or who's going to... How are they going to handle it? This, this pandemic, everybody has some weird rules with this, so... That's the problem, too, is that there's no unified thing for each country, so nobody has any idea how to handle it going to another country. Yeah. Um, other big news, Club World Cup has been set. The final is between Tigres of Mexico versus Bayern Munich of Germany. Wow. Let's go Bayern. I mean. Let's go Bayern. If Bayern loses to a Mexican team, we're never going to hear the end of it. Mexicans from around the world are going to be like, yeah, we're World Club World Cup champions. Even though, you know, half of them, you know, 90% of them hate Tigres. <laughs> but they're like, oh, it's a Mexican team. Cool. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. I fucking, I can't wait for Tigres to lose. I mean, when. Byron when... needs to smash them up like 17 nothing, <laughs> And just send them back to the CONCACAF. I mean, it's because it's cause those teams never get that chance to play against a European giant. Yeah. You know, so the only thing they do is like those international friendlies. Mm -hmm. And even then. Yeah, those those international club tournaments in the yeah. summer kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. 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 And, and of course, they don't really care about. Bayern Munich doesn't really care about the Club World Cup either. I don't think no well, your team. The, the thing is, is, you know, Bayern sees a team like Tigres and they're like, these guys would get crushed by the lowest team in our league. So, yeah, we're not going to worry about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can only remember two games. I can remember when Manchester United 
Cristiano Ronaldo when he was in there. Uh, they played against a, uh, a team from Peru, Quito. Oh, that's right. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. That was a really good game. And then the other one was uh, Barcelona. I think it was uh, an Argentinian side, Argent- Argentino Juniors, I think it was. That was another phenomenal game. I just think, sorry, or maybe not sorry, but South American teams just give their 100 no matter who it is. Well, so, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So. But I still think that Bayern is going to absolutely dominate them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, all it's going to take is one, you know, Mexican guy and be like, I want to be the guy that goes and just two foot tackles somebody. You know? Yeah. We're going to show him how we play down in Mexico. <laughs> hey. And then he's going to go in Bayern. and he's going to like. Bayern Munich. Don't forget, Bayern Munich have Lewandowski. Could you imagine though if the fucking defender for Mexico for the Tigres decides that he's gonna two foot tackle Lewandowski and break his leg, and what that would do for the Euros for that Ooh. Polish team? That Polish team. Poland would be done. Poland yeah. wouldn't stand a chance. Mm-mm. Lewandowski is the only. Awesome player they have. Thomas Mueller. Yeah. I respect Thomas Mueller. He's a funny dude. He's actually a really <laughs> funny guy. Like he's that weird. He's a little bit that weird dude that you yeah. aren't quite sure if you like, but then you know you, you see him around. You're like, yeah, I like that guy. You know, sometimes though, when I see him score goals, is like he's at the right place at the right time. He's the he's legitimately one of the best in the world at doing that. Yeah. Just knowing exactly where he needs to be. Crazy, but you crazy. know, he's done that shit for years. Yeah. So yeah. He he does he's not the type of player that's gonna dribble. No. Mm. You give him a good pass that's going in. Absolutely. It's just crazy to me. It, Mueller <laughs> it's so you're the real MVP. Yo, yo Mueller. <laughs> yo, Mueller. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Club World Cup's all set. Um, I saw this the other day on uh, CBS Sports. Brazilian player banned eight matches for celebrating naked. Hmm. So, um, Brazilian soccer player has been punished with an eight-game ban after a stripped-down goal celebration caused a, bra- a brawl to break out on the pitch in December. Emerson Curiosa? Carioca ripped off his shirt and dropped his shorts after he scored a game winner against America and sent to send his club, Sampaio Correa, into the championship, Rio de Janeiro's annual soccer competition. <laughs> so it's like a local league in Rio de Janeiro. And he caught an eight-game ban for stripping down naked to celebrate a goal. <laughs> in a local league. Like, could you? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, Look, let's see that shit in the FIFA World Cup. All right, Brazil needs to bring that guy up just to give him a chance to score so he can strip down naked and just start windmilling in the middle of the field. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> he would be the greatest player of all oh, time man. if he yeah. did that. <laughs> That's so funny. Right? Didn't, didn't some streaker just did that in the Super Bowl? See, but he wasn't actually naked, though. That was the thing. Is he was, that dude was wearing like a... Like, uh, you know the Borat swimsuit? Yeah. He's wearing one of those with, like, shorts on. Yeah. Actually, funny thing I saw online was apparently that guy put money down at a book that there would be a streaker. And then he went to the game and streaked. He put 50 bucks down because it was, like, or, like, 
$5,000 down on it because it was going off at like 75 to 1 or something like that, something like that. And uh, so he got caught, went to jail, paid his $1,000 fine, and went and cashed his ticket for $375,000. I would do something like that. <laughs> I honestly would do no, something like that. Don't watch the game. Change the game. Yeah. All right? <laughs> yeah. Simple. Simple. That's so funny, man. Props to him. Yeah, right? $1,000 bail. $300,000 cash. Come on. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Who would I would do that? And uh, cuz all that really is is a trespassing, a trespassing fine. That's it. That's it. And then you don't get to go to that stadium ever again. Yeah. But I doubt but who that cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> hey, $300,000. Come on. That'll buy you a lot of direct TV, my friend. You can watch those <laughs> games at home. <laughs> there you go. What is it? The football pass? Right? Yeah, yeah, something like there that. You go. Yeah. Exactly. Simple. Easy. <laughs> get get some red zone, my friend. Um, you got any other news you want to talk about? Well, I saw this thing on Instagram, you know, because, you know, there's always a debate. Well, not, I don't know if it's always, but I know with soccer players and football players, American football, you know, they, yeah. you know, I was talking to your brother and, you know, I was like, it's not the world. They're not the world champions. They're only champions here. Well, well, America has fifty-five Super Bowls, and Europe has won zero. So, like, you know, yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, Europe, are you even trying? Like, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, the World Cup. It's watched by like one point something billion people. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl just. 114.4 million. That's it. I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, it's amazing it's how, like, it's amazing how, like, America centric a lot of guys are, like, a lot of, a lot of American media is. So, Colin Coward put out his list of, like, 10 most popular athletes in the yeah. world. In the world. And he put Tom Brady as one and LeBron James as number two. LeBron James has, uh, like, 17 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Tom Brady has 11 million. He had Cristiano Ronaldo at number five. Cristiano Ronaldo, 291 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, it's amazing to me how Colin, like, he was, like, talking about the world. Like, he put Tom Brady as the number one most popular athlete in the world. Yeah. And it's like, in America, maybe. Yeah. In America, In America, yes. maybe. Like, let's yes. look at the American numbers. Yeah. You know, because. Yeah, because. I love, even... I, look, I love American sports. Right. You know. I love football. I love baseball. But to say that Tom Brady is more popular than Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> or Lionel Messi. No. Even Neymar. Like, I mean, now he probably got that attention, Tom Brady. I mean, now because they made that list and people are probably like, owner who's Tom Brady. Well, nobody, nobody in Europe is following fucking Colin Cowherd anyway. <laughs> nobody in America follows Colin Cowherd. All right, that dude's a fucking joke. That dude's <laughs> such a piece of shit. That dude, well, all he does is fucking clickbait yeah. articles. Like, that's all he does. Well, Shut the fuck up, Colin Coward. Well, you know, it's insane because global soccer stars, just like on social media, like how you said, Neymar, 146 million followers, Tom Brady, 9 million. Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's fucking Neymar that nobody actually likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd rather watch Michael Phelps 
you know, dive into that pool than Neymar. Yeah, well, so I mean, I mean, I think if they were doing a diving competition, Neymar would beat him. True, but true. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's just that's just interesting. I just I do love it how just blind American media is. Yeah. To the fact that I don't know, soccer is the most popular sport in the fucking world. Didn't the um, world? Didn't I? Wasn't it? I don't. I can't remember. Was it Real Madrid or United? That just them alone broke a record, like for for coming to like a stadium or something like that. It was both of them. It was both of them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The See? the tickets went. It was, it was for the uh, the Guinness America mm-hmm. tour or whatever like yeah. that. And yeah, they were playing at the Big House up in Michigan, where uh, Michigan University plays. Yeah. Okay. There you and go. the yeah. tickets went on sale, and sold out in a minute. Yeah. Literally, like it sold out in a minute. I don't even. Remember, I don't know how many people sit at that stadium, but I know it's over like seventy five thousand. Yeah. So, for those that watch football and say that's like the better sport globally, yeah, I think you guys got a record attendance: one hundred fifteen thousand people. There you go. Enough said. One hundred fifteen thousand tickets sold in a minute. Drop the mic. Like. That's all you need to know. Michigan doesn't do that with their games. No. <laughs> like, no, and those people own that stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, yeah. So, got any other news or anything? No, that's like the only news that the beautiful game would always be the beautiful game and remain the beautiful game better than any other sport in the world. And it would always be the beautiful game, the beautiful game, the beautiful game. Joga Bonita. Yes. So. On my betting corner, I want to apologize. I never did put out my bets this week because I was actually uh, I was betting on the Super Bowl, <laughs> and unfortunately, I could not afford to play both both sports this week. Um, you chose the wrong sport, you, my friend. I will give you my winners. Hey, I actually cleaned up during the Super Bowl. Thank you very much. I did pretty <laughs> goddamn good. Thank you very much for no <laughs> touchback and uh, the Buccaneers and the under. Um, so, this week, though, I'll be playing a four-teamer for the EPL. I'll be playing City over Tottenham at minus 300. Villa over Brighton at plus 155. Southampton versus Wolves. Southampton is plus 150. And Everton will beat Fulham at minus 105. That four-teamer gets you plus 1,520 odds, meaning you put $100 down and you get 1,620 back. Seems like pretty good odds for a simple four-teamer. I will also be doing individual bets. I will be putting an individual bet on Liverpool to beat Leicester at plus 115. If that one doesn't hit, Chris Calderon has promised to give me my money back. (laughs) <laughs> as well as anybody else that uh, screenshots placing the bet and tweets the Football Fiends podcast. Chris Calderon will be paying you back. <laughs> no. And I will be putting no. money on Leeds to beat Arsenal. Leeds is getting plus 334 odds. So put $100 down. Yeah. Put $100 down, you get 434 back. That one seems like a pretty fucking clear-cut one to me. Hey, Leeds yeah. over Arsenal, that seems like easy fucking money. Man, do you remember we started to talk about Chelsea when we first started podcasting? And now it's Arsenal. And now it's Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thomas Tuchel's come in. He looked all right. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't gotten rid of Arteta. Oh my God. <laughs> so wow. those are my bets. Once again, I will be taking City, Villa, 
Southampton and Everton as a four-teamer with Liverpool and Leeds as two individual bets. Um, Anyway, that's the pod. Thank you for listening. Uh, Appreciate y'all, and we will see you all next week. And remember, you never walk alone. You guys lost three home games in a row.